everybody, welcome to the Juhu Roadshow podcast. I cannot tell you how excited I am about this particular program, which of course is brought to you by Arnika Rosé this week. Um, I'm, I'm here with my very dear friend, Matt Oliphant, and we have a ton of fun stuff to talk about, so you don't want to go anywhere. But first, Lance is going to lay the music down. Take it away, buddy. All right, welcome back. We are here. We're with we're with Matt Oliphant, and I mean, if you don't know who Matt Oliphant is, then you're <laughs> obviously you've been living under a rock for a, quite some time. We're on the West Coast. It's Christmas time. We're in a very festive house, man. Thanks for having us over here, dude. My pleasure. It's nice to it's nice to have you all here. And uh, good morning. Good morning. Yes. And so, um, Matt and I have been buddies for um, you know what we are going on. Seven years now. Yeah, I was can you say believe we're that? Creeping up on a decade. So, do you do you remember how we got connected? Yes, uh, we met at a movie sh- premiere, if you will, uh, in San Rafael, California. That's right. It was uh, the film Absent, and, and yeah, I can even take it a step farther back because I was having dinner over at uh, James's house, James Hetfield's house, with his family, and he invited uh, me and my kids over and. It was the night before, a couple of nights before the screening, and we were sitting around talking. And he said, "You know who we need to invite? We need to." He said, "We need to invite Matt." So he got on and texted you, and bada boom, bada bing. Awesome. Now, yeah, no, I, mean, I remember. Th- I remember getting the uh, the uh, the invitation, and um, I didn't know anything about the film. I didn't know anything about you. And I was really moved by the picture, to say the least. Yeah, you know, we've never so really, really sat cool. down and Wait. talked about that. What was that experience like for you? What what was it about the film that, that got you? Uh, most of all, I would say just the subject matter. I mean, it's, it's a very direct film. There's really no gray area. It's very... Uh, it's very informative, but it also just, it really, it's, it's out of the park. I mean, it, it pretty much just hits the nail on the head in every respects to that, uh, subject matter and the whole father scenario. Mm. Um, I, I can't imagine that there's too many people on the planet that haven't, uh, experienced some sort of, uh, connection to the subject. Mm -hmm. Um, and I certainly did myself. And it was just cool. It was it was very enlightening, um, you know, as a as a as an as a young man myself growing up, uh, definitely had my battles with dad, and so it was pretty cool to to see the the film and the people that were involved in it and the. Uh, well, you were a young dad too, same as me at that that's, time. Yeah, that's because correct. Jack, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack's how old now? Uh, Jack is eleven. He'll be twelve this spring. So yeah, yeah so I mean, he it, was tiny. He was a young kid and a uh, single dad. So, yeah, it, I think it, uh, yeah. I think that's probably why you and I connected a lot of, at that time, too, because both of us at that particular time were both single guys. We we're both single dads. Yeah. Both had young kids. And so it was quite easy to, to relate to each other and and you fathered the whole father thing, you know. And, yeah. And, well, oh, and, and yeah, we're, we're both just so fucking cool. Yeah. So, I mean, why, and so why right we- there, you know, categorically. You know, because a lot of people can't relate. Yeah, I mean, when you hit that level of coolness, <laughs> you kind of set yourself into a into a bracket that's it's 
you know yeah it's hard to find well and i and i think when you when you actually have to say to yourself we're both that fucking cool it does put you in another bracket oh yeah yeah usually yeah, yeah, where yeah. other people don't invite you to parties and things like that because oh yeah you just elevate to a whole new level <laughs> yet sink at the same time You're right. <laughs> but uh no but so we met at the screening and and visited after that and and um you know i was i was trying to think as we were preparing to do this because you know i did months of preparation i can um, imagine <laughs> the, the homework must have been extensive oh my gosh yeah, yeah. i haven't slept for a month right um <laughs> I was trying to think. Okay, how how do we how do we title Matt? How do we categorize Matt? And really, dude, I mean, you're you you got a lot of things going on, and you've done a lot of really neat things. Yeah, um, life has been good. Uh, no complaints. Well, and, and it's been fun. I mean, there's a lot of you come from a family that's very interesting. We'll talk about, but just you yeah. yourself. That so you you had the band, right? Was it fetish? Yep. I out uh, of college towards the latter latter year year and a half of college, I started a uh, punk rock and roll band out of Oakland, California, called Fetish, and we had a good uh, thirteen. I like that number, like thirteen years, Sounds good. just rolling. It was fun. Really, a lot of fun. I didn't know that you were that you were doing it for thirteen years. Um. I'm really bad at math. My yeah. wife will tell you that. Uh, we started in 94, 95, and I think the last live performance was in 2007. Close enough. So close enough. Yeah, that's close enough. Somewhere and in there. Put out some like, albums? We did. We released a lot of singles. We were on several compilations, and we did two full-length records and landed a soundtrack movie soundtrack too really which is kind of cool what, what yeah. was that i uh, had a song called silver electric that was in the movie the station agent oh yeah with the uh, dinklage it's <laughs> yeah Tyrion lannister exactly nice. pretty freaking cool man yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so, awesome dude i didn't uh, know that once a year a little check comes rolling through really the, comes rolling through the mail <laughs> you gotta love mailbox <laughs> money pretty, pretty, yeah pretty damn funny every year i'm like oh yeah, oh, yeah i forgot i forgot I, did that. I forgot about that that's cool man yeah um yeah. now just yeah. out of curiosity yeah. if people want to listen to fetish can they still get their hands on some stuff is it, uh, is it out there anywhere no not that I, you would probably have to <laughs> dig pretty deep um, so if someone says oh i've got the fetish album you say oh you're the guy yeah <laughs> the mail order <laughs> Uh, I do have plenty of copies. I'll send you guys home with some. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it would be, uh, it would be a needle in a haystack. So but. what, what would you categorize it? Was it kind of a, uh, like a blink 182 kind of grunge no. alternative thing or what was it? No, it was, it was, uh, it heavy? was funny. We got, it, it, yeah, it had, it, it had its elements of heaviness. It was definitely, you know, uh, like a punk rock blues kind of vibe. I mean, just outstanding musicians that I got to play with and, uh, it was fun. I mean, we got we got tagged. I mean, we were compared to everything from like Nirvana to Van Halen. Uh, there was one. That's just quite there, a there spectrum. Was, there was one. There was one write up that said, uh, "Riot inciting singer Matt Olfen." So apparently, oh. I could I could stir the soup. Got a little limp biscuit in you. <laughs> All right. But it was fun, man. We had a blast, and uh, you know. A lot of fun, lot of fun experiences. Played with so many incredibly cool bands. Did you do a uh, wild do you miss that stuff? Do you miss being on the stage? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's the only part I miss. I miss the creative process and I miss performing. Yeah. All, all the rest of it I could do without. Yeah. But it was a blast playing live shows, and we played. I mean, I the list goes on, but we played with so many freaking cool bands um, and some huge ones. I mean, we we had some really fantastic opportunities. Who'd you play with? Oh gosh, we played. Uh, let's. Where do we start? Um, 
we 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 played with Green Day, we played with Metallica, we played with Everclear, we played with uh, No Effects, we played with the Alkaline Trio, we played with Fifteen, we played with uh, Turbo Negro, we played with the Black Halos, we played with. Uh, I think I knew three of those. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah, played with John from down the street. We, <laughs> <laughs> uh, AFI, Lagwagon, Good Riddance. I mean, a lot of just fun, fun, uh, very uh, energetic rock and roll bands. Yeah. It was a good time. I bet that was a blast, man. It was a good time. Okay, yeah. so another another little direction we could go to mm-hmm. is athletic-wise. You played you played Division One water polo. I did. So, yeah, before the rock and roll thing kicked off, I was at the University of California, Berkeley, playing water polo. I uh, went to school there in 1990 and uh, went there to play water polo. My academia was decent. Okay. Well, we all know how good you but, are at math. But my... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Now, people... The, but, the people... You know, don't quite get water polo. I mean, that is, that is a much, that's a much tougher sport than people realize in it. Oh yeah. It's intense to say the least. I mean, it's, um, in terms of a, a comparison, it is basketball. Uh, it is played exactly like the game of basketball. So really? You got four quarters, you got a game clock, you got a shot clock, you're countering. So you're going both ways, offense, defense. Uh, it's six on six. You set up an offense and run it just like you would a basketball team. Dude, so, and you have got to be in some serious shape to play that sport. Yeah, it's all about conditioning. It is literally all about conditioning. And uh, it's a, it, it, it looks slow because you're literally battling the elements. Right. Uh, but it is a fast-moving game when you are in the pool. Yeah, um, I mean, what you're you, only you, seeing you, is what, chest up, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't touch the bottom, so you're, you're treading water for a good hour and 15 hour and 20 minutes. And you're, uh, you've got, you know, average water polo players, probably like six foot four, 230 pounds. Yeah. And, uh, what are you like six, one, six, two on a good day? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not even going to tell you what I am on a good day. I'm like five, five, eight on a good day. Oh man. But yeah, water polo at, uh, at Cal was a blessing. I, I, I was humbled and honored to participate in that program, played with some incredible water polo players, several Olympians. And, uh, yeah, it was stellar. We had three consecutive national titles and in 91-92 went undefeated. So That's amazing, man. It was a cool program. Well, you, you've done a... They're re- actually playing today. Let's plug that. The California Bears are taking on the University of Southern California. Ooh, that's a big one. At 5 o'clock today for the national... To get to the finals of the national championships. It's the semis today. That's right. That's oh, right. That's Cal awesome. plays today. Uh, it's going to be a tough match. Go Bears. If they make it, they will. They are the NC2A defending champions, and we will be going for our fifteenth national title. Wow! Yeah. Okay, so that's that's like one of the major schools to go to for water polo. It's real deal. Yeah, I think Cal's national championships. Uh, if you were to take like Stanford, SC, and UCLA and combine them, I think they get close to what we got. Really? Yeah, it's wow. a it's it's a dynasty over and there. And that's what that's it, what took okay. you to college. Uh, yeah, my left arm got me in. It's, You're a lefty. It, yes, I am. And oh, yeah. lefties in water polo are is that, that's that that's a big deal. You want at least one, if not like three or four of them, in the pool because you have a huge shooting advantage from the right hand side of the pool. The angle at the cage that you're shooting at, you yeah. don't you don't have to receive the ball. What they would refer to as cross face. Oh no, I gotcha. So, yeah, so it'd be like being able to kick lefty in soccer. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So left-handers, you, you, huh. it's it's kind of a 
it's it's an asset. Yeah. 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 So I was an acquisition. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, did you uh, did you have that same kind of success in high school as far as championships and stuff? No. You know, I came from probably one of the worst water polo programs in in the state of California out of high school. How did they so, find you? Uh, I actually left the town and I moved up here for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I moved out of uh, out of my hometown and I spent the summer between my junior and senior year in high school living in Lafayette playing for Akalani's High School and that was pretty much my ticket to college. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, that panned out. It worked. Nice. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about your art, but first I want to I want to share one of our sponsors with you. Of course, this episode is being brought to us by Arnica Rose. <laughs> That is correct. But also, and we're going to talk about that as well, <laughs> but also, um, you know, we're all looking for ways to protect ourselves from harm, theft, and the like without having to resort to lethal force, naturally. Wow. And Stay Safe Security Supplies can help you with that with a ton of non-lethal options. You can visit staysafesecuritysupplies.com for taser, stun guns, pepper sprays, cameras, and much, much more. That is staysafesecuritysupplies.com. You can also track them down on Facebook. Brought to you by Smith & Wesson. Brought to you by Smith & Wesson. <laughs> So, okay, so let's, <laughs> this show is brought to you by Arnico with Stay Safe by Smith & Wesson with Rutger. Yeah. I love it. Ruger. Um, so yeah. your art is, uh, it's, it's very unique. Uh, stylistically, it's, I mean, you don't see a whole lot of art like yours. And um, we, we did a live shot uh, earlier on Facebook, but you... You called it, what do you call it? Urban landscape, you call it. I mean, what, how do you categorize your artwork? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's somewhere in the wheelhouse of, uh, of like, you know, urban cityscape or uh, abstract expressionism, I suppose. It lands somewhere in there. I mean, I try not to put it in a category. I try to just, I, I've always just enjoyed art and been incredibly inspired and moved by just art of, mm -hmm. of any kind. Um, and the, the, the best part of art is making it. And then the second best part is sitting around and watch how it creates dialogue. I mean, watching people stare at art and have conversation. Yeah. That's the reward. And see, that's, that's a and much. And somebody buys it. <laughs> even better, isn't it? <laughs> and it's kind of cool too. Cause you're like, wow, they like that so much. They want to put it on their wall. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, really the idea is just to, to create and generate dialogue i mean that's 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 kind of what what it's all about i mean it's it's about conversation if if it if it if it gets people to start talking about something no matter what the subject whether they hate it or they love it or it moves them in some way or reminds them of something or takes them back to a place or a time and it creates conversation then it's you know you've succeeded yeah you know that's that's one thing that uh, i'm a bit jealous of as a filmmaker is that with art like yours and then of course music it's a much more immediate response oh yeah it's right away then you then you yeah. might get you know what? if someone watches a film or you know you get a little bit of that at screenings when you have public screenings but you don't really get that kind of feedback when it's on you know television or or cable or you know theatrically you put it out there and and it's just kind of out there yeah and sometimes you get feedback and sometimes you don't but music and and art you know especially gallery showings and stuff it's got to be really cool to walk around and visit with people then and there or hear what they're saying oh yeah yeah no it's it's um it's funny because you realize right away when you put yourself out there i'm sure you've you've recognized it with film is you know, everyone's a critic <laughs> suddenly you know it's like they're, they're all telling you you should have done this or yeah, why did you i want to get that roosevelt quote everyone's a critic on my forehead you know what I mean? everyone's got it you know but then again that's that's the idea is you're putting it out there and everyone's entitled to turn around and tell you what they think about it so 
yeah. the the risk and the reward and they do and the, and the reward. Oh yeah, no, they do. No, yeah. pe- people aren't shy. Yeah, try uh, making a documentary about so, porn addiction. Yeah, 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 I could. Oh, I know. <laughs> See how that when goes. you told me about that, I was like, wow. <laughs> Wow, that's <laughs> He's got, he went from meth to fatherhood to porn. Like, yeah, I bet he's fun to hang out with. Boom. Yeah, that's why I was single for 12 years. Right. <laughs> uh, um, but that's why I love you, dude. You take risks. No, and, thanks, man. And, and if you don't take a risk in life, you'll never know. That's so right. That's what that's all about. Well, and I think, you know, whether you're talking about, you know, art on canvas or art on the screen. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's the people that do take risks that create the most change. Oh yeah, I no, mean, you've got to you've got to br- not push boundaries. You've got to break boundaries, or, uh, or you know, inspire people to break their own boundaries. But so with when you're yeah. with your artwork, would you say? I mean, are you primarily are you primarily mm-hmm. spray painting? I mean, what's your primary medium? Um, yeah, so it you know I've been doing this uh, since college, and over the years working with different uh, different materials, um, I came to the conclusion that without a lot of time uh spray paint was my favorite thing to work with because it was just it was instant i i could create something very quickly uh without without taking too much time and it would be dry uh i remember okay. i remember when i started working with solely oil paints it drove me nuts because it would take so long for the oil paint to cure but working with spray paint it was just instant it was like i mean i could cover so much territory and it would be dry within an hour. Yeah. And so then I started messing around with mixing things. And I realized that when you use certain uh, dilutants, if you will, so there's like uh, liquid and uh, terpenoid, which are things that you would use to sort of dilute oil paint. Right. When I would combine that with spray paint, uh, it almost creates this cool like chemical reaction on the canvas where the paint actually kind of like does its own thing it drips and cracks and yeah it looks really really cool so I, then I, I started messing around with i've those. seen that in a lot of your stuff where you get a little it, bit of drip in action or yeah some texture almost yeah when you look real closely at them there's a lot of cool stuff going on and so i realized then all right i can kind of take the the fine art aspect of using oil paints uh and then take sort of this more you know street urban element of spray paint and if i put the two together i get sort of this cool reaction that uh you really can't recreate and 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 uh it reminded me actually of when we were doing music and writing songs and playing shows uh i think anthony kiedis of the chili peppers made comment about it but sometimes the best moments in music are when you when you fuck up you know the the mistakes Uh, yeah because they're so unique there's no possible way you could recreate it and a lot of the time they go completely sight unseen so the same thing with combining paint like that it's pretty fun because there's no possible way i could try and recreate the things that the paint just naturally starts doing on the canvas so i started having fun with it and that's kind of where i've where i've taken it so i i pretty much just stick to that yeah process no i i agree with you 100 percent because some of the some of the coolest moments in in my films were actually accidents yeah and i just, mean you don't tell any, you don't tell anybody that you're like oh, well yeah i was thinking about that the whole time accident yeah that's <laughs> you know sometimes people refer to like people like you're an accident you know what i mean yeah. so yeah we could probably think of like it, it was a, a magical moment yeah Maybe, but it's cool the way the way that uh, the way that you're describing that. I mean, that really creates um, 
I mean, it makes every piece unoriginal. Yeah, they're unique. No, every single one of them. Yeah, because there's no way if somebody said, oh, I really like that. Could you do that again? I'd be like, sorry. Uh, can't. Can't. Yeah. So yeah. Where, where are some of the places? By the way, it's yeah. Matt, is it mattoliphant.com? Uh, no, Matthew. Matthew Oliphant. Yeah. So if you want to go check thank out. Thank you, Catherine. Yeah. That was my mom. Yeah. yeah. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, Matthew Oliphant. Matthew Oliphant.com. So two T's. Two T's. Yeah. <laughs> O-L-Y-P-H-A-N-T dot com. That's correct. Um, so if you want to go check out some of his stuff, because obviously this is an, uh, an audio podcast, so it's hard to visualize some of those things. So go to MatthewOliphant.com and check some of these things out, um, which they are for sale, some of them. Yeah, yeah, so, well, everything's for sale. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've heard about you. Um, but uh, no, check out his work. It's 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 really really cool stuff. So some of the, some of the places that you've been commissioned to do things. I mean, you've done some pretty big murals, right? And some office yeah. buildings and like. Yeah. What are some of the the cooler pieces that you've that you've had the chance to do? Um, the one that, that jumps out the most is I I was uh, I was offered this opportunity to go out to Chicago. I'd never been to the Windy City. And uh, I went out to Chicago for 10 days and I painted two enormous paintings on site, which I had never done before in my life. So needless to say, pressure was on, mm -hmm. uh, but it was really cool that these people were incredibly generous and uh, they provided a full warehouse for me to paint in. Uh, they flew me out to Chicago. Uh, they put me up in the Sofitel, which was wow. pretty swank. Yeah. And uh, I had 24 hour access to this like 5,000 square foot building in downtown Chicago. And when I showed up, the canvases were stretched and hanging on the wall. Uh, it was pretty funny because all the spray paint, I went to purchase it in Chicago over the phone before my arrival, only to be told, sorry, sir, we don't sell spray paint in Chicago. It's illegal. Oh, wow. So I actually had to purchase it in good old Berkeley, California. Uh, and I shipped it yeah. to Chicago. So we referred to the, to the paint as my contraband <laughs> and, uh, it, it, it arrived and, uh, I arrived and, uh, it was game on. It was really fun. I painted two big pieces that are hanging, uh, in the entry lobby, if you will, in a big building in downtown Chicago. And, um, it was a blast. I, that, that was probably one of the, the cooler experiences I've ever had was traveling somewhere and painting and experience in a city like that and Chicago is amazing yeah I remember cool. actually um I remember talking to you when that was kind of in the works you weren't sure that they yeah. were going to do it yeah. or not you were really excited about it and then I remember we spoke I think the day that you found out that you were going to do it and man you were jazzed and I can yeah. see why yeah no it was cool and they, they were fun pieces and, and then, when you say big I mean wasn't it like 11 feet wide or something uh, like that yeah one of them is like five feet by 15 feet a uh, big cityscape of Chicago and then the other was like eight by nine feet and it was of the uh the Chicago uh theater um so oh, was, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, yeah. That. It was a lot of fun, and then the, uh, um, the big like neon marquee thing. Yeah, and then it was pretty. That was a, it was funny. I've I've never signed my paintings ever. Okay. Um, and so the uh, the client, you know, they said, "Hey, we really want you to to sign these pieces because you know these things are unique and right. they're they're going to be seen and you need to put your name on them." And so after I painted that big old theater, I was I was thinking, okay, I, there's a marquee on the painting." 
And I'm thinking, like, what do I put on the marquee? So I put my name. <laughs> I put my name on the Because you're so humble, man. I, yeah, I'm so humble. I figure, you know what? You want this thing you signed? Want my name? Here you, you go. Here you go. I'm putting it in lights. So I put my name on the marquee, and then I put all the dates, the, the 10 days that I was in Chicago. and then Oh, that's cool. And then underneath, I put sold out. <laughs> And it was that's fantastic. And dude. ever since then, it, it's it's been kind of fun to find weird and and uh, and sort of obscure ways to put my name on the front of paintings. That's awesome. Yeah. Fun. Well, there's one more piece of, of art I want to talk to you about, but first I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a, a sponsor out there. If you are ever in the Four Corners area of America, which I don't know if you've ever been, in I haven't. The Four Corners I haven't area of America. It's beautiful. I've been in some corners, but, but, <laughs> but not the Four Corners. <laughs> Uh, well, if you're ever in the Four Corners area of America, you need to call Integrity Real Estate to buy or sell your home because with Integrity, your property is their priority. 505-258-4921 or IntegrityRealEstateFarmington.com. Now, there is there is a, a piece of art, and, and I do have to say it's 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 extremely flattering to see it hanging on the wall. But you uh, <laughs> you did a an original for... Uh, for me, for yeah. my documentary, The Speed of Orange, which is about horse racing, about my family. Yes. And, um, obviously, you know, this is after we'd known each other for a couple of years and you, you knew what I was going through when I was making that film. It was intense. Yeah. yeah it was intense. And, and so, um, you did this piece and t- tell me a little bit, you know, what you were thinking and, and what you were doing with this piece. Um, well, well first off, thank you for allowing me to do the piece first and foremost yeah man um it was really cool when when we talked about doing something like this and uh i i really wanted it to be um i i wanted it to just be something that would 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 do justice to the film i wanted it to be uh family oriented because i knew that it was about your family so um I'd never really done anything with horses. There were a couple of pieces that I had started to kind of like uh, toy around with where I involved a horse. I was doing these cityscapes and then putting a horse in the city. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I basically wanted to do something that would that would provide the, 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 the family element. So we, we've got we've got the horse with all the family and and, uh, you know, your dad up on top of the horse there and. And then the idea, you know, the speed of orange. So showing, trying to show the element of these horses, kind of like, you know, shooting forward and sort of just this sense of, of velocity and and whatnot. And then the, uh, and then the racing brand GHL. GHL. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, it was fun doing that. It was so cool was too fun. because when when we got it there, you actually put some things in there that that uh, ironically had a ton of symbolism. And well, I mean, I remember the. You remember that? Well, I remember the purple. The, the so I I, I I don't know what you call that, but what you you, you drape it over the horses with the saddle blanket. The saddle blanket. Yep, the saddle blanket. So I threw the purple number six on there. Yeah, and so what was cool about that is number one, obviously there was six of us in the family, right? And <laughs> and the colors of our stable because every every stable has kind of its own colors. It's it's like branding. Uh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And so ours was purple and white, and then the other thing that was really fascinating about it is you've got you've got dad on the horse and then you know my mom's holding the horse and there's three kids to the right and one to the to the left and when you watch the film you realize that you know, one of my siblings did this fantastic job of kind of exiling himself uh-huh, from, yeah, from yeah. the family and so there was just a lot of really unique symbolism in that and <laughs> this is um, the beauty of our, that, that, that there is the magical the magical mistake the magical mistake that the, you did on purpose the, <laughs> <laughs> 
that is the magical mistake. No, it's fun, man. And and I'll tell you, uh, it was it was a joy doing the piece. And it's neat when things like this happen, and then you find out after the fact that there were so many magical mistakes because yeah. you know that it was just the way. And I find that all the things in life that tend to uh, really resonate with people or the things that seem to um, have a real shelf life are yeah. usually the magical mistakes. I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. And and there is one more thing about the particular print that you have hanging um, that's that's really special in the sense that, okay, well, there's six of us. There's my, my mom and dad and then the four the four siblings. But my mom had passed away by the time that we finished this. Yeah. So obviously she's not on there, but you have the only copy that is signed by the remaining five. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's why no one else has that. That is why this thing is framed and on my wall. And so I just, I've always thought that was kind of cool because I I mean, honestly, nobody was more deserving of having that print with those five names than you were. Uh, Oh, I appreciate it. The thing I love about it is I believe it is print six of 50 with the number six on the horse. Yeah. So there's a. There's quite a few things happening there. There's all kinds of magical shit going on. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You got to put on sunglasses to look at it, man. I'm telling you. Um, All right. We're going to switch gears here, but I got to tell you about Apex Tactical Resources. You're going to love this one. Oh, yeah. Apex Tactical Resources is your source for firearms, tactical hunting, and survival gear. Now, whether you're heading out into the mountains on a solo camping trip to uh, sharpen your skills, or you're planning on bugging out of the city when shit hits the fan. (laughs) Live the tactical life at apextacticalresources.com. That's Randy Scholl. They're doing a great job over there, so check those guys out. I love it. Um, so <sighs> you uh, you come from a fascinating family. <laughs> uh, another magical mistake. Another magical mistake. <laughs> uh, now, now I've I've had the uh, the privilege and the honor uh, of spending some time with your dad. Oh yes, um, love that guy. He is the closest <laughs> thing to John Wayne that exists. Um, not only, I mean, not only in attitude, but uh, stature. He's six four. He's built about the same. He walks yeah. the same. Oh yeah. His, I mean, he, he talk- is the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> he's, as, he's as close to a uh. Dos Equis commercial as you can come. Um, and you know, I mean, he's this big cowboy last time, of course, the last time I saw him, he was in a kilt <laughs> conducting a, a symphony. He's quite the chameleon. You never, is, you never know. He is. But, uh, so, so Bevan is, is, mm. he's got a ranch out in Arizona. Uh, yeah. His, his wife, his wife is, yeah, he, he is on, yes, he's on a ranch in Arizona, his wife's ranch out there. Is and, he still he, teaching at the U of A? Nope. He's no longer teaching at the U of A. Did he ever he, tell you that I came and spoke at his class? <laughs> I don't know that he did. Did he, I ever tell you that he took me to his class and then made me speak? <laughs> well, there, I'm not sure which one's worse. I think, I think, a, you know, at least you knew. Yeah, I was, I was forewarned, <laughs> but I think I really endeared myself to him because we had a, we had a, a, an awkward moment in his classroom. I can't imagine. So he, kind of, he taught this like leadership class, right? That, that is correct. He taught this leadership class. And we're just going to, I'm going to step backwards real quick. He had no teaching credentials. Oh, I know. Which is even He better. was just so John this, Wayne. They're like, is, let's give him a this class. This guy is teaching at the University of Arizona, home of the Wildcats, his alma mater, with no teaching credentials. And he's in the honors department. Yeah. How he finagled that, I do not know. Well, that's... A, that's but that's why he is the most interesting man. In that's Mr. O in a, in a, <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. In a nutshell. But, I, so you went and spoke. So I went and spoke to his class about yeah. leadership. And, you know, I think he was... 
you know, you introduced me to him, and I think he was impressed with what I had done. And, and so I, he wanted- I feel like that was a quick plug to just say, "This is your fault, Matt." <laughs> yeah, that's my roundabout <laughs> way of thing, saying, "You know, thanks, you Dick. introduced me <laughs> to him, <laughs> asshole." It's your fault that this happened. <laughs> but uh, so I go to his class, and I'm speaking, and he's got he's got the room set up with these long tables that kind of make a rectangle, and everybody faces inward. Uh-huh. Okay. So I'm sitting in the middle uh, of of the of one of the rows and everybody's looking at me. And so I'm sitting there and I'm talking to the class and I'm engaging and doing everything. And I look straight across and there's this girl sitting there texting. <laughs> so I'm talking and I'm talking and I'm trying to give her a chance to pull her head out of her ass and <laughs> pay attention. So I'm talking and talking and she just will not stop texting. And so as I'm speaking and then finally I just stop speaking. I love it. And I just, and I'm just, just staring at her. Did it dawn on and her everybody, at some point in time? Everybody kind of starts staring at her. And then I finally, she looks up and I said, are you, are you done? Cause if you're done, I'd like, I'm going to continue if that's okay with you. And I think like right there, I saw your dad's face light up. He's oh like, yeah. Finally, finally, somebody calling him out on their bullshit, man. And College. Yeah. So, that's so funny. that was our magical moment, but uh, he's a fantastic guy. I really enjoy him. Devin's a good man. Yeah, he is. He's he a is. good guy. And he's had a, he had a fascinating life as well from what I remember you telling me. He, yeah. He's a book waiting to be written. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. And should um, be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got uh, you've got two brothers. I have two older brothers. Yes. Now, Andy, right? Andy and Tim. Andy is is he still in A and R or what is no? He, what well, is yeah, he, what does he do exactly? He's still in the music industry. Uh, he's venturing out into the management world. Uh, is presently working with uh, Tom Wally, um, and uh, he's he's still at it. I mean, we're talking thirty plus years. Uh, he did A and R for a very long time. Um, brought aboard some incredible talent out there some really some really great bands and uh yeah he's still busy in the music business that's fantastic and then of course and then your brother tim is an actor he's uh deadwood justified yep yep tim's still doing the acting thing he's currently doing the santa clarita diet on netflix and um yeah he's living the dream so i mean you you look at all you guys i mean and I mean, I don't, I, I don't know much about your mom. I apologize for that. Catherine. I, I just not, I've not met I'll her. I'll tell or... you why. She is, she's the magic behind it all. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Catherine is the glue. Yeah. Yeah, she's the unsung hero. Now, now Bevan so, and Catherine. Yeah, they, yeah, my parents divorced when I was 10. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so tell me about okay. Catherine, because I don't know much about her. Catherine. Catherine uh, grew up in Oakland, California, which is where I was born. Okay. Um, she uh, is just an amazing mom. I mean, no doubt about it. She is just rock solid. Well, and so, yeah. Something, I mean... She's a superhero, dude. I'm telling you, that's there's what something it, special there. Because oh yeah, that's, you, <laughs> she's, like, she's, I, she's badass. I mean, she was the she was the one who uh, who walked the walk and talked the talk, and and pretty much got all three of us boys out the door. So. Because you could you could you could take any one of you three singularly, and you've got a I mean, unbelievable life to be you know as a as a parent to be proud of, and and each of you. Is, like done these amazing things. So I mean, what were what were you guys eating? I mean, what was in the water, man? What kind <laughs> I of don't shit. Was she feeding you? I food? don't know, man. I know it's just kind of funny. Uh, I mean, we grew up in a very sort of like free environment in uh, what was kind of you know a humble farming community of Modesto, California. We had a, a big piece of property right smack dab in the middle of town. 
Um, all three of us boys were were kind of thrown out into the world of ath- athletics and sports at a young age. You know, there was no sitting around. There was very little TV. There were no video games. It was like you get up in the morning, you go outside, and when the streetlights come on, you came home. Yeah. And so we were always up to something, whether it was no good or whether it was good. It was it was always something. I mean, we were always told, you know, go be creative, go do something. And we used to do some just stupid shit. I remember <laughs> my mom once yelled at us because we were sitting around in the house. You guys go outside and go do something, go do something creative. And so we went and took all of the patio furniture and set it up at the bottom of the pool. why not why not i mean i don't know that's creative you know i remember tim once getting yelled at because he hadn't mowed our front lawn which was huge it was like half the size of a football field this big old sort of ranch style house with this huge front lawn and the sun was going down and he was getting his ass handed to him because he hadn't mowed the front lawn so he went outside to go mow the front lawn and he was back in the house within like 10 minutes and we were like there's no way he just mowed that lawn (laughs) we went outside and he had mowed the word tim (laughs) it's just a huge (laughs) <laughs> just a big T-I-M across the front lawn. That was it. That's awesome. I don't know. We just, we had a lot of fun. Uh, Andy was kind of the catalyst as the oldest of the three boys, and I was sort of always running around, pulling up. Are you youngest? I am the youngest, yeah. Okay. There's four years and six years between uh, the three of us. I'm f- right. Four, yeah, so it was fun. I mean, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of good friends in the neighborhood. And, you know, Modesto, I mean, in the, in the 70s and 80s, you know, Modesto was... It literally, it was agriculture. You know, you got Gallo wine. That's why we were there. My dad was at Gallo. Oh, but he it was. was. What know, did he do? What, what he, he was do like the Gallo? vice president of production and marketing or something like that. Eric, he was there for you... a long time. It was a trip. He was like the only guy to hit VP that wasn't a Gallo. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, was yeah, it, yeah. did you work at Gallo yeah. or was it Hardesty that worked? I think it was Hardesty worked at Gallo. It's for, a huge, yeah, I mean, friend of ours. World's right? largest winery. Yeah. They, they make a lot of juice. That's awesome, man. But anyhow, it was fun. We had a lot of fun there, you know. Home of cruising, man. You know, American Graffiti and oh yeah, good old George Lucas. Yeah. So, so is it, yeah. I, I mean, I think people I might mean, have a misconception about you know what it's like to come. I mean, it's just a normal family. You guys get together. Is yeah, we're a very tight knit group. We're a close family. Always have been. Always will be. We grew up real close. We were you know everybody had each other's back. Still does. Yeah. And um. It's a blessing. I mean, families are weird, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah. If you don't believe that, watch the speed of orange. <laughs> well, I mean, I swear to God, I've never walked into a household and met a family that you you don't immediately go, wow, everybody. I mean, it's even ours. I mean, there's all some some fucked up weird nuance to how it all functions, and you know, yeah. And then I always love the you know, gotta love family. You, you don't get to pick them. That's <laughs> <No. laughs> that. What you a get shame. is what, yeah. What you get is what you get, man. So you know you. God bless them, and you learn how to, you know, function as a family, as dysfunctional as they all are. Uh, you learn how to function. Um, family's important. Is it is it is it uh, odd for you to like to see Tim on something, or you know, because I and I want to talk about some of the uh, things yeah. that we're surrounded by. The but. first time, I mean, the, yeah, the first time you saw him in a film or saw him on TV, you're like, oh, it's kind of trippy. Because you just, I, I don't, I don't get the character. I just look as my brother. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But nowadays, it's kind of neat. He's, you know, he's obviously gotten very, very good at his craft, mm-hmm. and uh, and now you know, you, I don't see it as anything other than a character. 
it's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's fun. Well, and it was, it, it was a vice versa with them, with me, with my art or with my band. You know, they used to trip out when they'd come see me on stage. And they'd be like, who is that guy? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, because you're kind of but playing a character. You too. are, though. I always told people, I was, you know, you'd get off stage and people would be like, yeah, you know, you're like really quiet and kind of calm and shy. And you get on stage and you're like, holy fuck, who is that? And yeah. you're like, well, it's, it's, it's an, I mean, it's not an act, but it's an act. It's, well, you, it's a performance. That's you one gotta, of the great things about art because. Yeah. You get to, it's, it's a purging art is, is a purging. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, you're putting it out there in a, it's just a different format. I mean, between film, art, music, dance, it's all, it's, it's all one big arena and a different format. You know, you're, Um, you're, you're making me think of something that I'd never thought of before this conversation is. And dancing. Yeah. Dancing. (laughs) I'd like to take my pants off and dance around a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I look at, I look at my films and, and, you know, granted they're, they're heavy, man. I mean, I did a a film on meth addiction and, and absent fathers and, you know, even the speed of orange. I mean, it's, it's a sports documentary and it's got some humor in it, but you know, there's the whole thing with my mom in there and then this addicted to porn thing. And I think that those films are, are my purging of what I'm displeased with in our in in the environment that surrounds us well you sure know, sure you know those things are disappointing to me yeah, and yeah i think that's kind of my way of because you know when you're not when you're not making a film or you're doing a like public appearances or speaking or doing a screening you're cordial and you're you know you're just normal guy mm-hmm. but i think those films and i'm i'm sorry i'm just thinking this out loud i think those are my way of saying that you know this is fucking stupid yeah 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 that this mm-hmm. is going on and we need to do something about it uh, I just never thought of it like that. Huh. Anyways. Um, all right. We're going to switch gears again. But okay. this is very interesting. Be the Change Global Wellness consists of <laughs> EMDR therapy and trauma specialists who help heal the mind. This show happens because of these guys. Yeah, yeah. No, we appreciate it. <laughs> um, EMDR. Have you ever heard of this? I, it's uh, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Wow. Yeah. It's a way to finish the processing at a cellular level, which results in bringing the issue to completion and relieving symptoms. Interesting. And it's endorsed by the World Health, Health Organization. I'm waiting to hear all the side effects. Yeah, they don't. You know what I mean? Ironically, they, they don't list those in their in their spot. You know, vomiting, um, dizziness. No, if you're yeah, experiencing yeah. an erection for uh, more than six hours, yeah, you mean call the, your doctor. The guy that says everything real fast. <laughs> and <laughs> death. And sometimes death. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, but uh, Be The Change is doing some great work in Puerto Rico. And so if you'd like to... Uh, team up with them. You can. You can donate monthly, give a one-time gift, or create a partnership with them by visiting their website at bethechangeglobalwellness.com. So we're looking around, and, and I mean, you've got all kinds of neat things. I mean, it, you have really kind of you you've carved out a really cool life for yourself and some great memories. I mean, I feel very fortunate what, for sure. Yeah. You, what you know, like you look at this, and you've got we've got a a, a little. Um, uh, illustration drawn by Conan O'Brien and a and a, uh, <laughs> and a uh, Conor McGregor photo that's signed, and you've got the Metallica stuff. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't yeah. know. I mean, you you worked with Metallica for quite some time, right? I did, um, just shy of like a decade or so, of like seven eight years, being right? around the band and and working uh, with them, and uh, it was an interesting period in life. Yeah, yeah, it was um, pretty cool, fun experience, I'm sure. Yeah, it had it like anything. It was a job. I mean, it had its ups and its downs. But um, at the time, I had my band going, and their band was, you know, getting kind of put back together and in full swing. And it was a very, um, 
it was a, a very uh, evolution. There was a lot of stuff going on. It was a very. So we're probably talking early 2000s, right around. That yeah, time. late 90s going into the early 2000s. And there was a tremendous amount of change. And it was pretty cool to be around it and, and to feel like in some way, you, you know, you kind of contributed to the outcome of it all, which was, I guess, the rewarding part. Because I really, you know, it's so funny. I was having this conversation with my son recently we were talking about change and how a lot of people are so reluctant and, and really kind of like do not like it. Yeah. And my response was, is the one constant, I think you and I had this conversation. Mm-hmm. The one constant thing in life is change. It's change. It's always happening. Every second, different second, different minute, different hour, different day. Well, and you know what months. else about change? Always change is always uncomfortable. Well, yeah. Good and, or bad. And so I say, embrace it, mm-hmm. get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Create discomfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so that spawns that spawns it, change. That spawns. Progress. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely. So, with that being said, there was a lot of discomfort when I was working. Oh with, yeah, when I was, <laughs> when I was <laughs> during that period of time when I was working with that group, and it was kind of fun to be involved in it, and it was neat to see how it all kind of transpired and how it came out of it. Well, and you know, we don't need to go into great depth about that, but the one thing that you that you can say about Metallica and I drove I drove uh, Eric and and Lance by the by HQ this morning. Oh, and you saw the graffiti. Yeah, we saw the graffiti, and, yes. and it's 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 such an unassuming place, you know. I, yeah. I bet ninety five percent of the people that drive by it have no idea that they're doing so. Yeah. But the one thing about those guys, and it's it's really cool to see now that they've got it all back together. I I think that might be one of the strongest business models I've I've ever seen in how they conduct themselves and how they do their business as. A, as oh a, yeah, as a company. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. I'd been around quite a few very successful recording artists, and when I got involved in that camp, uh, it's a whole different beast, mm-hmm. and it and it is impressive, and it's very, uh, it's incredibly loyal. It's very fine tuned, uh, and they definitely know what they want, and and where they want to go, and and f- as a as a recording artist sitting around and, and watching that function, it was very motivating and inspiring. Um, yeah. And, and to, 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 just to see how that, how that ship sails, their perspective cool. on their, on their, what they are and how they, how they run it is, has, always, I actually model my like production company. A lot of the things that I do are based on what I've watched and learned from them, but it, they don't get caught up in the, who they are. I mean, they have focus and they have where they want to be. Oh yeah, and yeah. No, and I think it's been that way for a long time. Yeah. you got to credit their management company with Q Prime because that 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 group uh, is unique. Mm. You know, in terms of how they modeled that thing. I mean, they're really they're unlike any other recording artist out there, just in yeah. terms of how it functions. But I just cool. I, I just think it's fascinating. It must have been it must have been um, what's the word that I'd like to use? It, it must have been. Uh, impressive to to be on the inside of that and see how that works another magical it, mistake it must have it must have made an impression yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah no it was cool and i mean i was recording music at the same time and it was pretty fun i was working with mike gillies and bob rock and those guys and uh we were we were recording our our fetish was recording music at the same time that they were recording music and we actually did a lot of guitar tracks at their studio and it was a lot of fun it, it was a very uh energizing period of time. I'm oh, sure, man. For sure. Were they, neat. were they at HQ at that time? Yeah. Were you recording at HQ? Yeah. Well, I'm, I helped set that whole building up. 
Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was there before the band ever set foot in it. So it was putting all the gear in and getting that place all set up to start playing music, and it was pretty fun. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it was um, a good time. You see these circles with the two? Uh-huh. That means I got to read it a second time. Oh, got it. Yeah. So I just wanted to tell you about Apex Tactical Resources, which is your source for firearms, tactical hunting, and survival gear. Um, again, whether you're heading into the mountains or just trying to get away from Obviously, a zombie apocalypse. You want to go to apextacticalresources.com to get your tactical gear and live the tactical life. Um, I like that. Yeah. The so, tactical life. Uh, yeah. Just, I try to live my life tactically. It, just, it, just sounds, it doesn't work it just sounds at all. My tactics don't work at all. Yeah. Um, so, Arnica, is that how you say this? Arnica, Arnica, Arnica. Uh, no, it's Arnica. Arnica. I, I, yeah, I, I used to mispronounce it, and then I was corrected. It is Ar- Arnica. So Arnica, so, is, we're looking at a rosé here, and it looks like a very tasty wine. It is. Um, but yeah, the yeah. thing that makes me want to take a sip of it. <laughs> that label. Is the label. That label, I'm telling you. This little rose with the gold Arnica in the 2016. Yeah. What is it about this label that's so special? Um, I believe it's because... Uh, Matthew Oliphant. Matthew Oliphant painted that. That's correct. No, so how did that come about? That's pretty cool. So you did a label for this Arnica Rosé. Yeah, it was really fun. I'd never done anything uh, on a commercial level before, and uh, my friends... Well, uh, that's a lie, because, I mean, wouldn't you say that the... the, Oh, the movie poster. Well, no, the mural in Chicago. I mean, that's kind of a... I guess it's commercial. commercial. That's a big business, right? Yeah, but it's privately owned. Okay, They're so you got to be yeah. in the lobby to really. Actually, get it. yeah, I, I, okay. is, right. I'm going to detour for a second. <laughs> okay. So when I, when I was in Chicago, it was right around when Facebook was going public, and uh, you know the artist that did the graffiti for the it, it, Facebook when they first opened, he, he was smart enough to listen to Sean Parker, and was like, dude, I don't want you know sixty grand to do the spray paint. He's like, I want some stock in the business. I remember you telling me about this. And this dude cashed out like five hundred million dollars or something for spray paint that was gone they demoed the buildings that he had painted on so the walls. he could he could have taken a sixty. he could have got 60 grand back in the day and instead he took some stock in the business and he walked out with millions so i'm out there in chicago and this company in chicago is like a billion plus dollar business that i'm being commissioned to go do paintings for so while i'm there i'm like hey i'm like you know yeah I know you guys have buildings in like singapore and london and you know new york uh which I ended up doing paintings for all of their world, all of. Did all, you get to go on location uh, to do all those? I tried. <laughs> <laughs> so no, then no, 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 no. Those were painted right here in Marin County and shipped <laughs> by boat. Yeah, but um, when I was there, I was like, yeah, you know, if you guys want to do more artwork, I'm like, I would be more than happy to do artwork in exchange for some stock in the business. And I was quickly told, we're a privately. F- owned company and we will not be going public and i'm like oh oh okay got it but um that was my detour i I was hoping i'd cash out millions down the road but so arnica is um my friend steve and luis who were affiliated with uh o'brien estate winery uh and uh the kind kind sellers uh all wines are are uh, are made by um Dave Jorgensen. David Jorgensen is an incredible winemaker in Napa. They uh, started this little small boutique label. Uh, the name of it is Arnica. It stands for Argentina, New York, and California. 
uh, Steve Bean from New York. Oh, Lu- that's cool. Luis Bean from Argentina. They came out here to California to make wine. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, cool. really, really fantastic people making an incredible product. And uh, they came out with this 2016 rosé and asked if I'd be willing to do a painting to uh, to use as a, a wine label. And um, I got to say, I enjoy painting. I enjoy wine. Usually when you go to look at uh, it art, Wine is being served. It kind of is a, That's true. It's a fun thing. Hand in kind hand. It goes hand in hand. Yeah. So it was a blast. They're absolutely awesome folks making incredible, incredible juice. So it was. Well, you did a good job on that, man. It, Thank it's, you. It's it's subtle, but uh, but very cool. Yeah, yeah. No, and I'm looking forward to doing more. We're gonna do a. They're gonna do a 2017 release. So we'll do another one of these rosé labels. And uh, possibilities of doing other fun things. Nice, man. Yeah. Um, all yeah. right. I got a couple more of these, and then I want to I want to okay. go down our, our last road here. But uh, um, quick reminder that if uh, you're in the Four Corners area of America, um, now for those of you that don't know where that's at, that is Colorado, New Mexico, Utah, and Nevada. No, Colorado, New Mexico, Utah, and Arizona. Sorry. Um, and that's where you know kind of comes together there. But uh, Farmington is 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 one of the towns in that area. It's where I'm from. Um, it's just south of Durango, Colorado. You've been to Durango, haven't you? Been to Durango on tour with Fetish. Yeah. 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 Pretty little place. Yeah. There was a really cool band called the Street Walking Cheetahs and they had a song. <laughs> That's awesome. They had a song called Durango. And it was <laughs> one of my favorites. Uh, well, if you're in that area, you need to call uh, Integrity Real Estate to buy or sell your home integrity with integrity. Your property is their priority. Uh, 505-258-4921 or in- Integrity Real Estate Farmington dot com um and then of course be the change check them out emdr uh specialists they are doing some great work in uh, puerto rico helping them out there um you can donate monthly give them a one-time gift or create a partnership with them by visiting their website at be the change global wellness.com so um day-to-day stuff you uh have a construction company i do i run a small business here in marin county called above the rest builders okay and uh that's the day to day, and that's keeping you busy. You guys are it keeps me very along. very busy. Yeah, been at it now almost a decade, and it's going great. And um, and then in my spare time, you know, I've got my family, my wife. Now, my yeah, son, you just got married in, what a year ago? Coming up on a year here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just noticed that uh, that beautiful photo right there. Oh yeah, that's um, the family. That's on my fridge. I love it. I still have that. I have that on the I fridge. I love it. Yeah. That so we got that. Do. So you, you just got married. You got the construction company going. You got some artwork in the future. I mean, yeah. when when you uh, you walk into this room and you see some of these things hanging around or you just sit down and, and have a quiet moment, I mean, uh, you know, we're a little bit young to really start reflecting on things, but you got to look at look back and say, that's been pretty cool so far. It's been an incredible ride. I feel very, very fortunate. Um there's not a day that goes by that I don't just basically count the blessings and look forward to a new day. And if that day doesn't come, I know that everything happens for a reason. And I'm really stoked on all the things that have happened. I mean, there's, you know, a lot to be very, very, very thankful for. Well, and, you know, obviously we're not going to get into it, but you, you, I mean, it was a rough patch there for a while. I mean, you're dealing with a lot of (laughs) stuff, man. Yes, I've I've had a few rough patches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and thanks to some serious crazies in the world. Um, 
Yeah, but anyhow. But I mean, you get through it. We talk. I mean, yeah. we both kind of had some rough periods. The internet. That. The internet will be the death yeah, be of us all. Careful, dude. kids. I'm telling you, kids. Yeah. You stay off that WWW stuff. <laughs> but you're 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 clear of that. You. I mean, you look great, man. You've lost. Thank like, you. Tw- what twenty five, thirty pounds? I'd say a good. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've I've part of me of part of me is gone and I don't want it back. <laughs> I gave you a hug when I walked in the door. I'm like, where's the rest? Of, yeah, that's where's right. The rest of you body by donna forenzi that's right but uh no man i'm just i'm i'm so happy for you i mean you gotta i love your place here it's a fantastic place thank you happy for the family and everything's going well so uh, are you a are you a goal-oriented type guy are you just let's roll with it type guy um a little bit of both i think goals are important i think it's important to always have something that your 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 sights are set on um but then again, you know, life throws curveballs, so you got to learn how to roll with it. Yeah, the magical mistakes. So, five years, ten years. What do you What are you seeing? Five what would years, you like to see? Five years, ten years. I would love to have my artwork becoming more of the forefront mm. of what you know my spare time. Yeah. Um, for whatever spare time I have, I, I would like to definitely see more, more artwork happening. And that that's been a goal and little by little by little, it's getting there as the years have gone by, the art has definitely become more and more of a forefront of, of something that's getting out there for me. A lot of it's just relationships and yeah. getting it seen. Yeah. Um, other than that, you know, on, on the business side of things, I'd like to put in, say, another like ten to fifteen years, and then either call it quits, sell it, do something fun with it. With the construction, with the construction yeah. business, yeah, yeah, because it's it's definitely like leaps and bounds. I mean, every year it just keeps taking a huge step forward, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, just happy and healthy. Mm. You know, I mean, five years from now. My son will probably be a black belt in karate and kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, he's be been doing that for quite a while, hasn't he? Getting him geared up to. Uh, He'll be rolling out of high school right around that time. So it's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah no, I got they, one they year grow. left with with Lance. Yeah. That's it. No, it was funny, folks. So yeah, Justin showed up at my front door today, and his <laughs> son's standing in front of me, and I'm like, "It's nice to meet you." And he's like, "No, we've met before." <laughs> that's <laughs> how much he's changed over like, the last few years. It's been about six years though since we've seen each other. Yeah, so. yeah. Lance is taller than me now, and that's hard to do. It's hard to get to be taller than me. Well, yeah. I mean, you're a huge. You I'm are a strapping you figure. Are, <laughs> <laughs> oh no man i'm just i'm so happy for for what uh what's going on in your life and thanks it's so you. great to see what well uh, and likewise it's it's fun it's been fun knowing you well we're not done yet i was gonna I, say I, are we breaking up <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean it's been fun watching the evolution it, yeah. it's cool it's it's fun seeing the change and embracing it and seeing all the things that are going on and, uh, and kudos to you and the filmmaking. And now this, this road show, I think it's such a cool thing. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know it. Like we were saying earlier when we were doing that whole little live thing, I didn't know what a podcast was. And my brother turned me on to my first podcast. It was called F town. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're familiar with I'm it. I'm not familiar with that town. Check it out. F town. It was, uh, it was like one of the first po- first podcasts ever to like, go out there yeah and it had like a million people hit it within like the first like 24 hours and the guy who did the podcast ended up on like all these big talk shows and um it's based on a it was like some guy was calling into a show Mm -hmm. and the guy ends up killing himself like on the it's it's nuts it's called f-town fuck town is is wow yeah yeah no it's trippy 
it's really trippy. Well, so I, I'll tell you this. I, you know, I, I haven't been this excited about something in a long time. Like I really am enjoying doing this. I can imagine why. I think this is super cool. It's, I love it's it. like a cross between like talk radio and talk show and well, and, I st- and, and I'm still getting and, to do my interview and, thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. with people that I, I respect and and you know love and, and well, people fun, that yeah. are fascinating to me. Well, yeah, that's the that's the part that's the most intriguing to me is the is the interest of like sitting down and talking to somebody for 45 50 minutes. Yeah. I mean it, it, it it's really fun when you get when you get to speak with certain individuals out there that have fun stories or backgrounds or histories or insights on things. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Con- well, the, I think that conversation is a lost art. I do too. And, I do too. And this is cool. Well, and it's cool because, you know, I mean, we've, we've spoken for an hour and it doesn't seem that way. Nope. And that's what I love about it. And I'm like, yeah. but the, the, the hard part is exactly what you're talking about is, you know, people still haven't caught on to the whole podcast thing yet. And I'm, I, I'm trying to, to get that out there. And, and, you know, we, the, the road show is a subscription based podcast, but we've also started this other one. It's called the, the on ramp, the Jew who road show on ramp that's on iTunes and stuff. But I, I, I see the potential with, oh, yeah. with this thing. I and, cool. and the, the hard part is, is, is hanging on long enough to make it through, you know, the, the, the start setting the foundation. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the, that's the hardest part. But other than that, I mean, I love it. And I love coming out here and, you know, we're doing three shows this week. I'm doing two shows next week in L.A. Yeah. And just getting people to catch on to it. But I, I think we will. But, man, it's a ton of fun. It was a I, blast, man. I'm so stoked you're out here. Yeah, me too, man. It's me fun. too. So, uh, anyways, we got to wrap it up because we're at an hour. But uh, go okay. to MatthewOliphant.com. Check out his artwork. It's it's so fascinating. It's such good work. And and uh, you still have a couple weeks before Christmas if there's anything that catches your eye, man. So. That's right. So go check that out. Give give the gift that keeps on giving people art. That's right. Yeah. Or Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> <laughs> Either one of those. But, uh, no, check out MatthewOliphant.com. Of course, you can uh, you can follow me at uh, the Justin Hunt on Instagram or the Jew Who Road Show. And um, yeah, man, I think that's going to do it for now. Matt, it's great to see you, man. Awesome. Love it's you, buddy. To see you too. It's great to spend some time with you. It's mutual. And uh, yeah. um, Lance is going to take us home, and we'll see you. Uh, I guess we'll talk to you next week on the Juhu Roadshow. All right.